Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. That kind of makes sense. Sometimes toes are distracting. <laughs> I'm in real estate. All I'm the in time. real estate all the time. My clients. All yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, we got another client. Don't say. <laughs> a realtor, huh? But then I wouldn't have all these funny fail stories true, for a podcast. True, 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 true. <laughs> it all worked. It all worked out. Do I know how to sell foreclosures? Sure. Yes. Do I want to? No. no. My dad rejected me. He said, you can't do it. No, you're not ready. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Just fine. Great, it's episode 164. Okay. Selling yourself as a new agent. This will be a good one, I think. It's tough sell sometimes. sometimes. It, is, it is a tough, tough sell. sell. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I think we actually had this requested from um, Natalie, a listener. She said that she was new and everyone that she knows knows five agents. So that is she's true. she's like, what yes. am I going to do now? Yes, how do I stand apart? Right, so that was the the impetus of this episode. But first, but first, do 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 to beat the flip report. Uh, flip report. Um, I am showing it to my buyer this morning. <gasps> I know. Oh god, it, it's still not quite ready. Um, the like bedroom floors aren't done, and mm-hmm. like the baseboards and trim, but it's. All the gross old stuff is gone. Now it's just construction dirty, not old dirty. Okay. She had messaged me. We were going to look at another house in the area. Oh, I see. So I was like, well, we're out and about. You also don't want to lose her. Yeah. Just give her her an option. Maybe get some feedback. Any requests? Is she in a hurry? No. Okay. I do think that the interest rates are making her feel a little like, well – you know, maybe I should sooner than later yeah. or something. But we just really haven't had a lot pop up with what she's looking for. Got it. So I'm just excited to see what kind of feedback we get. Right. That's all. Do you think she'll be honest with you? I do. Even though it's yours? Yeah. Okay, great. I told her, I'm like, look, this isn't my house. You can't hurt my I feelings. don't live here. Right. I didn't design it, really. Yeah. So. Oh. If she likes it, would you let her make an offer before you're done? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. It's not like it's on the market anyway. Also, how will you handle that as the dual owner agent? Like, will you give her <laughs> comps and just be like, you tell me? Yeah. So I, whenever I ha- flipped the house on LaSalle back in 2017, mm-hmm. I ended up, I listed it, uh-huh. but I ended up having the buyer for it. Okay. And I just told them like, look, this is what I have in it. This is what I need to sell it for. This is kind of where I'm at. Here's some comps. You've been looking. So you know like prices and houses, what they've been looking like. Right. So you tell me. Yeah, you tell yeah, you just let me know. I'm very easy to work with. Great. Well, good for your buyers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love it. So um so yeah. How much more to be finished though? It's it's almost like, you know, at the end, those final details take the longest, mm-hmm. like baseboards yeah. and, you know, framing every window and door. And um, the refrigerator's not there yet. And we, we are putting one in because okay. of where the hole is. I don't want it to be empty. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it really maybe maybe in a week or two, we'll be doing like a punch list to get it. Got it. Yeah, the the screen porch isn't done yet either. Okay. But he's like, I do that so fast. Nope. I'm like, okay. If, Super quick. If you say so. Right. To me. You're telling me. Right. It looks like a long time, but. Right. I really like this house, though. 
I'm so glad. I mm-hmm. want to see. He hasn't done the the front part though with the wood. No. I'm dying to see this. Yeah, I'm also curious to see how it is like compared to the inspiration photo yeah. to real life and also figuring out these like bushes in the front. Right. There's these bushes that we removed the bushes in the front of the house. Okay. But there's these bushes that curve around the curved sidewalk to the front door. Uh-huh. That would be horrendous to remove. Oh, really? So I'm hoping they will look okay. But we'll see. Okay. We shall see. Great. Do, 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 do. Okay. New agents. You said you had stories. I want to hear your stories. Well, I just, whenever we got this request, it kind of brought me back. Taking you right back. Brought me back to 2011. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, during this time, I am in my MBA program. Okay. And I was actually even taking, one of my classes was about interviewing, Mm -hmm. working in a corporate environment. Like when we went to class, we had to dress as if we were going on a job interview. For your MBA class? For this one class because of how it was. Okay, okay. And the teacher teacher would critique you. On how you were dressed? Yeah. Okay. Like certain things. Um, One thing that always stuck with me, which is funny, is she said, and I really like this teacher, but she said, it's really hard to be super professional if they can see your toes. Oh, what? I know. So she was a big advocate of like if you're- Closed-toed shoes? Closed-toed shoes. If you're interviewing or if it's like a more serious situation, like closed-toed shoes. And I thought that kind of makes sense. Sometimes toes are distracting. (laughs) Okay, I've never thought about this before. (laughs) So just know that's what I'm being taught at this time about professionalism. So this is how you're dressed? So I just thought when I do open houses. You're like, no toes. No toes at the open house. I was like closed-toed shoes. I was a big fan of blazers. I I did have a few like suit pants and Mm -hmm. some skirts and just – I don't know. I just always was. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Like there's an agent in our office that is always dressed so professional and I love it. Um, But it's not really me. Yeah. Naturally. Mm -hmm. But those first few years, like every time I did an open house, I was feeling like I needed to up my game. Yeah. Like I'm meeting people for the first time. But what I didn't, it took time to realize was I, I wasn't really having the best success. I was having trouble connecting with people right because you were uncomfortable in your yeah. attire and, and they it, were uncomfortable probably they were, they were also like why is the 16 year old wearing a blazer yeah, exactly <laughs> like this is just this doesn't feel right no like, and then i think i've shared the story before in the open house episode that one day i was just super late um, I had gone out the night before. Right. I was. I didn't have kids. Like I was just did not want to go to this open house. I had gone to brunch that morning with friends. I was late. I just. I had intended to go home and change. Put it on your blazer and get myself together mm-hmm. and get to this open house with all my flyers. And it was the first open house that I had no sign in sheet, no flyers. I was dressed fine, but not. Like, you know, like I had just gone to brunch. Yeah, maybe your toes were out. Yeah, I probably had on sandals. And I had asked the the people for like a coffee to go. Yeah. Before I ran over to my open house. You were like, I'm here with my coffee. And it was the best, most successful open house I had ever had. That was a great accident that you... It really was. was. an experiment you didn't know you were doing. I know. And I think, I know this is weird, but like after that, I always wanted to have like a coffee in my hand. Yeah. Just because it made me feel... I know what to do with my hands. Right. This is a casual environment. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I like coffee. Right. Do you like coffee? Right. We probably have something in common. Can I serve you a coffee? Right. So it just became the the flow just, mm-hmm. just started really working. And that is when I started having conversions at open houses of people asking me to be their realtor. Yeah, you're like, "What?" Yeah, and okay. it was so it was such a great revelation. Like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and then um I I remember I had I was still struggling winning listings, like listing appointments yeah. and things like that. Um family friends were like, "Well, you're just like little Alyssa. Like mm-hmm. we just feel like you know, right. This is cute, but this right. isn't what you're gonna do. No. And I want to pause there and say, 
there are so just like how um our who requested this natalie just like natalie said everybody knows five realtors it is the truth oh yeah and when i was new people that i was very close with already had realtors yeah and they weren't about to let me do it. And you you always see, even us as realtors, always see people announcing, yeah. I'm in real estate. All I'm the in time. real estate all the time. My clients. All, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, we got another client. You don't say. It's a realtor, huh? <laughs> I'm going to go kill them one time. Yeah. And so it, like, you're right. Everybody knows somebody. So at first, they weren't using me. Right. And there were times, a few times, I got my feelings hurt. I was feeling very discouraged. Right. But it just took the time to prove that I'm here to stay. Um, The note I made was, it's just going to be easier to convince strangers than your friends and family in the beginning. Right. The strangers have no point of reference. You're not little Alyssa to a stranger. You're just the nice girl with the coffee at the open house Mm -hmm. who seemed knowledgeable about the house and the neighborhood and the market and, you know, friendly. And I'd like to talk to someone who's friendly. So I think the more we resist or like try to force it being like, oh, well, my friends and family, they're already my friends and family. They're in my sphere. I'm going to make them. And then when they don't, it really crushes you and it really messes with your confidence. And so it's just easier if you're like, that's not my focus for the first two years. And, you know, we have that episode, what things I wish I knew before I started. Yep. That is one of the big things because I do think People told me, well, you know so many people. You would be great at real estate. Right, which eventually is the truth. Yes, but at first I was like, but all these people are rejecting me. Yeah. And they don't feel comfortable working with me or using me. Even my own grandfather was like, I have a realtor. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, And you're going to be rejected by strangers too, but that Mm -hmm. hurts a lot less. Yes. And so I went into it as a new agent thinking I have a great sphere. I know a lot of people, but – You know, a lot of those people did not use me initially. Right. And so I was practicing on open houses. I was learning how to talk to people through phone duty, sign Sign calls, calls. Mm -hmm. because it didn't matter if I messed up because I never talked to them again. Mm -hmm. If you lose a sign call, there'll be another. It's going to be fine. That's I had open house sign calls, even online leads. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's someone you don't know these people. Right. And then overflow leads from like a veteran agent. Go find an agent who doesn't want to do their sign calls, Mm -hmm. who doesn't because you're not going to have sign calls as a brand new agent if you don't have any listings. Right. But maybe there's someone who does and is like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Why, like, where can you – and then, of course, your social media leads. Mm-hmm. If you do have a social media strategy, you can get strangers as leads. I do have thoughts on social media. Okay, let's hear it. I do think it plays a lot into what people perceive of you. For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's why I say 100%. So I do believe that if you make your big real estate announcement – The ones that I know probably aren't going to last too long are the ones that make this big announcement. Call me if you need to buy or sell, that whole spiel. Yeah, the one time. And then it's kind of like silence. Crickets. Yes. You don't really hear them out about, see them doing things. But the ones that – and okay, so here's the other thing. You can post about real estate interest rates or information. Yeah. But the whenever they post like – Come visit me at my open house like, oh, or you're doing like, something. Yes. What are you doing? I always kind of judge yeah. on social media mm-hmm. based on the ones that are actually out there. And the more, if you post every Sunday or yeah. every other Sunday that you're – like I did every – I did 52 in a row. It was my goal. That's amazing. I know. Before kids, man. Wow. Um, Your goals are also very lofty. I'm going to call 100 for sale 100 for sale by owners. I'm going to do 52, 52 open yes, houses. Yes. Maybe just 40 would have been okay. Yeah, may, probably so. Uh, I enjoyed open houses at that time. Great. It was great, great, great. Now I'm not so much. But um, I do believe that if you can post that you're out doing things. Yeah. So like our – office always did tour of new listings after our Wednesday meeting. And so I had nothing else to do. I was posting content of look at this house I'm showing. This is where it's located. This is the neighborhood. But it just took consistency for people to go, wow, she's actually like, you have to prove yourself. She's here. She's doing it. She's not just 
making pretty graphic quotes. Right. Well, you know what it made me just realize? You're, everyone in your sphere, because, you know, here's Natalie with her, everyone knows five agents. Everybody knows five agents. Everyone also knows five agents that failed. Mm -hmm. So nobody believes you when you make one post and then you, you fade away and mm -hmm. we don't. They just assume, oh, didn't work out for you just like it didn't work out for Bob. Right. You know, like it's not worked out for just as many people actually what four times more people it hasn't worked out for than it has yeah so if everyone you know knows five current realtors they probably know 20 people who didn't work for right right one thing that i think is a great thing to do to start build so you, if you're new step one is start building your database yeah. you're nothing without your people mm -hmm. if you don't have those people you have you, you there's no way to grow your business right. and so I think reaching out and saying, hey, I'm a new agent. I am learning this software for subdivision reports. Would you mind if I set you up on your subdivision to get this email once a month? Yeah. The end. The end. And then add those people to your database. Get them on a good report. See how many you can get. Start with like 25. Yeah. Work your way to 50. Work your way to 75. See how many people you can get. And that's when like I when I hit my plateau when I was building my database, that's when I uh, joined one of the women's groups yeah. and became the secretary and they had a directory and I You're like, asked oh, each, look at all, yeah, these, look email at all these emails and addresses and just set them up on a once a month report. I did not spam them with anything else. Yeah. I did not want to be. And you asked them first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I just like let them know kind of. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, I'm going to set you on this report. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think start finding a way to build build your clientele. We're approaching Christmas. Yeah. So getting addresses for Christmas cards, Easy really peasy. making sure that database is like good to go. Yeah. And then maybe as you're filling it, you're also doing at the same time, we're not expecting these people to turn for us yet, but we're building our presence and working with the strangers mm -hmm. and, you know, leaning into those things so that once you've got a couple of transactions under your belt and you're feeling a little bit more confident, now these people in the database who are also getting the report for you, when they do reach out and ask a question, you don't feel nervous and come across as new or awkward or, you know, mm -hmm. not confident. Yeah. Okay. I think there are also some strengths for new agents that they really need to keep at the front of their mind mm -hmm. and be sharing with people who ask them about their new career. This is great for embracing your strengths. Yeah. Well, this is right. It's right in line with that. Yeah. So what is your strength as a new agent? Well, I'm not busy with a bunch of real estate work. I got time. Mm -hmm. I have lots of time. Mm -hmm. So I think I would be very mindful that you could say, look, I've got time for you. I've got time. Um, you have time for your clients and you have time for building your business. So you have plenty of time to make a social media strategy. Mm -hmm. It takes very little time to post. I kind of wish when I was new, I had someone telling me all these things. Uh, thanks. Because I didn't really start implementing my systems and things like that until like year five. I wasn't even on Facebook until 2008 and nine. And that was because every real estate class I went to said I needed to do it. And I'd already been a realtor what? for three were you, years. Were you on MySpace? No, I'd every, <laughs> no, I'm too old. Oh. MySpace, no. I got on Facebook at heavily resistant to it in 2008. And I'd already been a realtor for three years. Wow. But I did buy online leads. So okay. I was working with strangers. I was, it wasn't like I wasn't using a computer. I mean, I'm not like. Sure. You just. I just wasn't on social media. But now I just see it all laid out in front of me like, oh my God. Like it's so obvious. It would have been so much easier. Right. <laughs> like, please friends, do this stuff. It's like. Things really, we wish we knew. When we started. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have had to call those 100 for sale by owners. No. You could have just had a really nice social media presence plus all these new and slow activities. But then I wouldn't have all these funny fail stories true, for a podcast. True, true, true. <laughs> it all worked. It all worked out. Um, so time is your like number one strength, right? Mm -hmm. As a new agent. I think that also, if you're having a social media strategy and you're building your database, do not skip the step of friend everyone in your sphere and on your database. Mm -hmm. Are they your Facebook friend? Do you follow them on Instagram? Like, what are you doing and how to make sure you follow them and you engage with them? So I think building your database, you can build it there too. Um, oh, and my other note on what are your strengths that you're new? You have time to do the things that other agents don't want to do. Yeah. Maybe other agents don't have time to reach out to their database and send them a market report or an updated CMA. 
do that. Great. Do that. And that's something that's valuable. So it's not just I I always struggle with, you know, if you know anyone that needs to buy or sell, send them my way. That's what everybody says. And like, why? What? You have to show why they're going to send them to you and not the five others that they know. I have time in my schedule. I would love to help any of your referrals. Mm -hmm. I even noticed like as a seasoned agent, I went through a period in like year six, seven, where people started asking like, are you taking new clients? Yes, like, are you too they busy? Still do that. And I, I liked saying, like, I like posting, hey guys, I have some openings for some new listings or for some new buyers, whatever one you're targeting the most. And just letting people know, like, mm-hmm. I have openings. I'm available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say, updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy um okay I also had some thoughts on resume yes okay so in agent systems I teach resume tips for new veteran any type of agents you will find in your real estate career most agents do not have a resume They just, it's not required. There's no, like, it's just, but if you have a resume in your buyer folder, in your seller folder, when you're going on these presentations or these new, you know, client consults, it really stands out as, oh, this is very professional. And it doesn't have to be like a stuffy real estate resume. So I'm sure everyone who's new that's listening is like, but I don't, I don't have anything to put on a resume. Mm -hmm. Like, But you do. Like, Mm -hmm. what was your job before? What are your strengths? What are your education? Any type of class that you've taken. Designations. You could fill that resume with designations. Look, you can easily just put on the stuff that you're your clients wouldn't know. I took 90 hours of pre-licensing education. Yeah. Wow, that sounds that like a lot. That needs to be on your resume. Like, put it on there. I mean, and then 45 hours of post-licensing. What? That's yeah, so much. Wow. So all of your education needs to be on there. Um, I also think that it's important to list, if you want to list some of your office stats, I know you use mm-hmm. this method, or if you're on a team, your team stats. So you don't have any past clients or past business to use for stats, but you certainly work for an office or are on a team, use some of those. I mean, you can even use like overall brokerage stats, like for a franchise. I mean, like you can use any type of stat you want. Um, We had a way, a market report for, you could do the zip code mm -hmm. and show like where your brokerage was in Mm -hmm. that zip code, which is why for me, starting with like a bigger, well-known established company in our market was needed. Yeah. You know, because I was using that a lot. Yeah, you use that, those stats. Um, I think that you also on your resume need to have your bio as if you were, you know, putting a bio on whatever, you know, platform, LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. Put your bio, tell your story, and then tell us why you're in real estate. Like, hey, a little bit about, here's a little bit about me. Yeah. I got into real estate because I, you know, really enjoy design and I love the staging aspect of preparing a home for sale. And I'm really excited to learn more about that. And I'm taking this class. Yeah. Like, what? just tell us some stuff about you. 
So I think that you could put that on there. And if you get an online lead or some other type of lead with an email address, you can email your resume. Hey, I'm brand new. I have lots of time on my hands. Here's my resume so you can learn a little bit about me, but I'd be happy to help you. I can remember I had lost so many that I just like didn't care anymore. Yeah. And I walked into one and I said, listen, I am a new agent. I have been on several interviews that went wonderful. And at the end, I received an email or text that said, hey, we really like you, but you're just too new. So I'm going to tell you now, I am new. Right. And I have so much time and energy, and I am so excited to market your home. I need someone to just trust me. I love this. And if you would do that, I will not let you down. Right. Did this work? Yeah. Yeah, because it's honesty. Yeah. Like, what are we hiding from? The others I was, like, just trying to, like, fake it or seem like I knew it all. Yeah. When I didn't know it all. Like, I was just trying so hard. Well, I love if you ever take some classes. I feel like I've learned this in Brian Buffini. You know, you always, as you're new, want to have that kind of scripty dialogue ready that if they're like, oh, well, you haven't sold very many houses or you're brand new. Oh, yes, but my mentor, Susie, mm-hmm. is great. She's been in the business for 25 years and she's one phone call away. Mm-hmm. She loves answering my questions. Yeah. She'll review all of my paperwork. I mean, whatever you need to say, like whatever is the truth. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just be prepared with a rebuttal, I think, to that um, objection. Yeah. The other thing I like on your resume, the last thing I wrote on that, is um, list your specialties or, you know, your area of expertise. Are Mm. you really into a specific zip code? Do you work with first-time buyers? Are you, you know, working with, you know, agent place, you know, downsizers? Or what are you doing? Right. It doesn't even mean you have to have already sold these people anything. Just You know what's so funny? Whenever I was redoing my resume, Uh uh, because I made a resume actually very early on because I was in my MBA and that's what you do. You were wearing your clothes toe shoes. I need my clothes toe shoes and my blazer and my resume. Yeah. Well, few years later, when I'm realizing that this is, I'm more comfortable being myself, mm-hmm. I'm updating my resume. And I realized at the bottom, because I had used like a resume template. Yeah. It said just skills. And you, it, you just list, you skills, know, all the like things. Like a bullet pointed. So I remember, I like pretty much Googled anything related to real estate. Yeah. And as I was reading it all these years later, I was like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I had things on there like foreclosures. You're like, no thanks. Do I know how to sell foreclosures? Sure. Yes. Do I want to? No. no. So I'm like, delete, delete. And so it kind of reminded me like at that time I was thinking, I'll take it all. I'll take it all. More is better. I just want to look really smart. Oh. But I almost think the more specific that you are, people are like, oh, you're my person because I've had people call me to say, I know you love trees I, and we have this giant right. tree in our ha- uh, in our backyard yeah. and we want you to sell our You're house. You're going to love this. I literally wrote the exact same thing. As I was thinking about this topic, I was like... I feel like being more heavily in a niche when you're new is going to be better because, first of all, you can't learn every neighborhood Mm -hmm. and everything about real estate when you're brand new. It's going to take some time. So why wouldn't you hone in on, I'm going to learn everything about this zip code or this neighborhood, and then I'll be an expert on that. Then I can add on another one once I feel like I've got that. But if every thing that you put out into the world says, I know everything there is to know about 70808, or first-time buyers, or downsizing, or whatever it is that you picked, all of a sudden you're like going to get those people and they're like, wow, you really know a lot about whatever. Yeah. Because you do. So I think becoming an expert in and then you just add to. So I we live in Baton Rouge. It's a college town. We have LSU. I was in LSU. No, you don't I, say. I, I lived on campus. Like I've been here okay? before. I, lived very, I, I still lived in the house I lived in through college. So... Um, I was very familiar. Well, I started going to some of our company-wide events like in New Orleans and things uh-huh. like that and telling people, look, if it, it, it started off by just saying, if you know anyone coming to Baton Rouge, I'd be happy to help them. Right. Well, then one agent was like, hey, some really good friends of mine are trying to buy a condo for their daughter who's right. going to go to LSU. Right. And I was like, awesome. I was – genuinely excited because if they're that I know that I've I've lived in like four of them so I I know the complexes I have friends that live in all of them I know all the gate codes right 
and it was it went so well and um I started at that time specifically yeah. saying because I was young and a lot of our agents in my office are like seasoned agents that have been doing this for a long time and are very yeah. respected. So that's probably who they're working with. It's right. like people buying stuff for their kids. Yeah. I cannot even I would really like to go back and count. It was a lot. How many in my career? Yeah. LSU condos that you've sold. I have sold. Right. From, and that's a really specific from realtor niche. referrals. Yeah. I had one this month. Right. Like it's still yeah, it's very There's, specific. But it was something that I knew I was very comfortable with. Right. Like I understand it. And anytime it, it's always from like other agents. But it goes to show Yeah. Something like that. If you live in a college town, reach out to some of the surrounding right. areas. Well, I mean, especially if you're young in the start of your career, like you really fa- like tapped into what are my, what do I know? Like if someone sees young Alyssa, you know, in her early 20s and they need to learn about LSU and you've been living in it and there and know it, why wouldn't they trust? You're going to know more than the agent who's a veteran from across town who doesn't go over there and doesn't live there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that if you're, especially if you're fighting the age situation as a new agent, then lean into where are the young people buying? I also think that's why farming is so good. Yes. Because it's where you live now, even if you're not a homeowner, even if you're a new agent renting somewhere, you know your area. Yeah. Or you know the area that you want to live in Mm -hmm. one day. Like there's a reason that you like that spot. Yeah. So what can you do to make that your spot? Yes. I have a... (laughs) A friend that was in my office, and she's so funny, and she could just go anywhere and just, like, make friends so quickly. And we always would meet at this coffee shop. It was a local – it was one of the PJs back when there was a PJs on Essen. Okay. It's not there anymore. But um, we would always meet – she became, like – the coffee, sh- like she was friends with all the baristas, I love it. and she had her cards like on the little bulletin board. Oh yes, and, you know all those things. But one day I walked in and she like wasn't at our usual table. We we met once a week just okay. to like hang out and drink coffee, and she wasn't at the table. And I'm like, where is she? She's late. I look up. She's got an apron on and she's behind the counter making coffees. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she said, oh, they got really busy. So I just jumped on back here and whatever, whatever. (laughs) But I say that to say when I think of like the areas that I like, Mm -hmm. it's like mid-city. You know, the area, those are the, with all the artsy stuff and the restaurants, the local restaurants and getting known in those places by tagging restaurants or, you know, saying, I'm working today from this place. Right. Um, Their Wi-Fi and coffee is awesome. Yeah. Well, there's a a local agent who does the coffee tabs, Mm -hmm. but only at local coffee shops. I love that. So it'll be like posted on the social media, like there's a $100 coffee tab, just to, you know, say by name at the register. And when it's gone, it's gone. But it is a kind of nice way to um, partner with a local business. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. She was doing the coffee. She was making coffee. She's like, I got there. this. Yeah. I'm here all the time. I can help so you. So funny. Um, I would like to also say that sometimes I find it you are also going to be fighting against a lot of other agents when it's a popular market. So if you pick the mid-city of your area where there's a lot of agents who want to work in there, you will quickly see how many people are marketing that area, how many people are posting about that area. You can also find, I always lean into where you live. Like, where do you live? Where, I mean, that's fine. You can also target an area you don't live in, but where do you live? Or maybe find a pocket of an area that isn't so heavily targeted and become Mm -hmm. an expert in that. Like, I never see anyone posting about this like the orphan neighborhoods. Remember yeah. we talk about the mm-hmm. orphan neighborhoods? So those were the new construction neighborhoods like in years three through 10 who maybe, you know, the sales office isn't there anymore. These were like a first time buyer type of house. And now these people are going to get ready to move, but they're sort of like orphaned. There's yeah. no agent involved. Maybe they didn't use an agent at all to buy. They just bought from the builder. Go there, like, you know, start posting about that area or postcards to those. Um, There's a lot of stuff you can do that's just free. Yeah. So I think um, that's good. Do you have any other tips for us when we're brand new? Did you have any like situations when you were new that caused you rejection? Oh, yeah. Or- 
I mean, for sure. But I will tell you, um, repetition will get you confidence pretty fast, right? Just like doing an open house every weekend will get you confident pretty fast. Well, I did online leads. And at some point it was, it was before Zillow y'all. So it was, um, market leader was the company I was using. I was one of maybe two or three agents in the entire city that was using the service. And they were advertising like on, for this website on CNN or, you know, whatever, all the news, they had ads on the TV where people were still watching TV back then. So they had lots of leads coming in. Some months I was getting 50, 70, 100 online leads. So I was quickly getting to get some experience on setting up MLS searches, calling and, you know, getting more information from people. It's just sort of like trial by fire, but so Mm -hmm. quick that you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if I was rejected. There's 50 more people. Like they're just constantly coming. So I think, but you'll you'll also find that I think people who are just listening to the show are going to have such a leg up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I didn't have a clue how to do a buyer appointment or how to, you know, do a listing appointment. And so when people start asking you questions like, you know, well, you're new. Mm -hmm. How can you help me? Or you're new. Like, what if we have a question? You don't know what to say. Like, yeah, but but we're telling you what to say. But that's whenever I hear an agent be like, well, it didn't work out again. I just wasted all this time. And I'm like. You didn't waste anything. This is all excellent experience. And now if a client ghosts you, you know things to try to text or to call or to figure out. Like I get better at at knowing what to say when people ghost me. Tell me me. how to avoid this next time. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Well, because it feels like you're solving a mystery. Like how can I get this done? But mindset is pretty much everything in this business. So if you're new and you feel like you have nothing to offer, then you're going to have trouble. Right. If you're new and you think that having time on your side is an asset, then you're going to be okay. You just have to learn how to speak to that. And so it's really a matter of having those kind of few phrases or things that you can like lean into when someone kind of has pushback where you can say, oh, no worries. Yeah. Like I have lots of time. I have a mentor that can answer my questions. I have a great office. I have all this education, uh, you know, that I've done. I just think there's a lot you can easily say to deal with those objections. Yeah. Okay. I had some other quick tips on being a new agent and selling yourself. Okay. And you can sell it with your actions. So maybe you just simply answer your phone. Wow. I know. Wow. It's amazing. Answering your phone can get you and a client that tried to call another agent and they didn't answer. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it happens. Um, also being available, like having some more available times and not being like, oh, I can't show after five or I can't show on the mm-hmm. weekend. You're going to beat out quite a few agents if you mm-hmm. have a little bit more flexibility with your time. Mm-hmm. Any other like activity actions you think can help? I think our whole episode, what to do when you're new or slow. Oh, totally. Oh my God. The big thing I think is focus on the free things Mm -hmm. that cost you no money because we don't have any money because you're a new agent. Right. And so don't be spending money trying to like do fancy things. Just be getting free education. Utilize your board. That And the free things that they may be offering, utilize your office, anything that's available to you, just explore it. Yeah. I think in those episodes, we talk about, you know, going to a veteran agent and asking them if they have overflow or leads or they need help with something or do they need help, you know, opening a house for a termite inspection or whatever. You also aren't just trying to sell yourself to the public and to your sphere and to the people you want to buy and sell. But if you can sell yourself as like a go-getter, ready-to-work new agent to a veteran agent, I'm going to tell you right now, you could do very well helping someone out who's then going to be like, you've been great. You're learning. You're so motivated. You're obviously serious about this. Here's a lead that I can't handle right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going on vacation. Will you take my sign calls? Like, I don't know why more new agents don't use this method. Yeah. Just sell yourself to a veteran agent. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I see you're really busy. I love your business. Would you mind if I shadowed you for a day? Mm-hmm. Or do you have anything I can help you do this week? I think, too, that a lot of new agents, from what I have seen and from the times that I have needed help in a situation where I couldn't be somewhere, is that because they have time, 
they fill it with personal stuff. Oh, I can't. Stuff. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I'm just busy all day, but it has nothing to do with work. Like, and that's fine. We all take personal days. Right. But it is hard when you're new and you don't have clients to just find structure in your day that makes you right. available. Uh-huh. Instead, people are like, well, what am I going to do all day? Well, I'm going to go to Target and no. I'm going to like just hang out around my house and have lunch with all, you know. No, like you need to figure out a way that you can be productive because like we always say, years one through three is like your make it or break it years. Yeah. But the clock doesn't start until you are doing what you're supposed right. to be doing. Right, right, right. So if you've just been like twiddling your thumb for the first three years, your clock hasn't even started. Yeah. So you got to get to work. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get to you got to get to work. Mm-hmm. I just think that there are a lot of little things that maybe we don't do because we're paralyzed by the fear of loss, losing them yeah. as clients. Right. Don't. It's really mindset. So go mm-hmm. back and listen to some of the mindset episodes too. Because mm-hmm. this is what it, when we were talking about mindset and you were just telling that story a minute ago, I was thinking last night, Jay and I went to parents' night school and it's it's freaking August. It's Louisiana. It's hot. really hot, yeah. right? But as we're as the sun went down and we're walking from like class to class, I said to him like, oh, you know, it's kind of pleasant. You know, it's not miserable, right? Like, yeah. It's kind of pleasant. Then like we're leaving like a little bit later and this couple is walking behind us and the weather, Jay and I are like, oh, it's just so pleasant, you know, whatever. And like we've already mentioned it and these – we hear these people behind us, God, why is so hot? Like, so hot. I'm like, this it's is so not funny. bad. Yeah. And Jay kind of looked at me. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's all perspective. I'm yeah. like, I was trying to be like, it's not as bad as it was three hours ago. So right. I'm like, it's really, it's just not so bad. That's and these funny. people behind us are like, oh, we're so dying. Hot. So I'm just hot. Like, it's all how you look at it. That is so true. It's all how you look at it. Mm. Okay, any other ideas for selling yourself as a new agent? No, but I think I've shared this story one time, but I think it's worth resharing. Please. So when I was brand new, had never had a listing, was newly licensed. Okay. Before I was a realtor, my dad had a few – he's an appraiser. Right. So he had a few realtors that he referred things to um, if somebody asked. Well – this lady called him who was actually my grandmother's cousin okay. somehow. So she's like somehow related to me in a third, second or third kind of way. Okay. And she's like, I need to sell my house. It's a really great house. I need you to tell me like the best agent. Like mm-hmm. who's the best of the best? They're asking your dad. They're asking my dad. Yeah. Who, like I said, was like, well, that's not Alyssa not because the best she's of the new. Best. Right. She's new. So my dad came to me and was like, listen – so-and-so just called. You remember her. You've met her like once or twice at Christmas. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, she's going to list her house, but she said she wants like the best of the best and, you know, I didn't want you to be upset. And I was like, no, I, I understand. I understand. You know, right. I'm not ready for this. Thanks, Dad. So he did call the best of the best right. in my office. Mm-hmm. And she's in my office, but – she is the best. Like, she's so good right. at what her numbers are always, like, at the top. And you would never know it when you meet her. Right. Because she's just so laid back and, and kind and, like, cool as a cucumber always. Right. So my dad called her. hmm So she kindly invited me to come on the listing appointment with her. She was like, yeah, you can shadow me. We can co-list it. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. We're going to co-list it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, this is a huge opportunity. Right. And so we show up to the house, mm-hmm. and she's like, well, hey, Alyssa, the lady, you know, the seller. Right. And, and, Which was know, a family, like, Yeah. Like, she had like met me before, friend. Okay. but we weren't, like, you know. Right. And so – Anne does the whole walkthrough, takes some notes, tells her to tweak a few things. It's going very well, I thought. I'm very impressed with – this was the first time, too, I had ever watched anybody tell a seller what to do. What to do. Okay. So I was like, oh, wow, this is – Very good. Good, good, you know? And uh, there really wasn't a lot to say because she, this lady had the house ready. Yeah. So that kind of made it even more impressive that Anne was like pointing out things. So we sit down to do the paperwork. Anne has her folder. It has all the listing documents in it. And she's going through it with the seller and I'm just watching. And all of a sudden the lady just 
puts her pen down and says, before I sign this, I just have to say something. And I'm kind of like, what is she okay, going to say? What's, what's happening? What's like, happening? I have, I, I had no indication at this time that, that there she, was anything wrong. Right. Okay. And she says, I just have to say that I called Johnny and I asked him for the best of the best. And I'm like, in my God. mind, just, I'm just, to- I'm embarrassed. Right. I'm, and she's like, and then I was hoping, you know, for an honest opinion. And I wanted to be like, Biatch, my dad rejected me. Right. He like, said, you can't do said, it. No, you're not ready. Because he valued what you said. So she's like, I asked him for the best of the best. And then, you know, little Alyssa shows up. And I think that's why I always say right. little, little Alyssa, Alyssa because burned she in your brain. said that. And I just felt like I was on fire embarrassed. I was sitting there. I had tried so hard to get ready. I had on my blazer. Like I put so no, much. No toes were out. No toes were out. I had put so much effort and thought into this meeting. Right. And then she just totally put me down. And she was like, and you know, I I have a lot of friends in real estate and I could have called any of them, but I was just hoping for an honest opinion. Right. And I was like, oh God. I'm like inside trying not to cry and I don't know what to I don't know what to say. Yeah, what do you what would you even say? So Anne just closes her folder and says, Well, I think you should call one of them. And I just went, what? We're leaving. And she like stands up and I'm like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. And so we're like walking out of the kitchen and the lady's like, well, hold on, hold on. You know, and I'm like. Anne was like, I won't. And so Anne just turned around and the lady was like, I I mean, you're already here and we've done the whole thing and we're in a hurry. Like, I'm fine with listening. I just wanted to say my piece. And so I didn't, Anne never really said anything. She was just like, here's the document, sign right. it. She was just like, okay. Like, never. Like we're not going to. We're not going to do this. Yeah. And so she signed and we left. Like, we were out pretty quick. And we were in the parking lot and Anne looked at me and said, well, that was weird. I said, I know. I'm so sorry. And Anne was kind of like, um, you know, I was hoping that we could like, co- I was like, no. No, no, no. I don't want to co-list it right. anymore. Like, you just take it all. Like, right. it's not a big deal. I was just really happy to be able to come. Like, what a learning experience, you right. know? Like, wow. And so um, Anne listed it, and it sold immediately. And it was like a great, you know, transaction. So at this time, I have never had a closing. And I'm still waiting tables. And I am trying to get my savings account up to like right. your, your, my your threshold. My it's threshold. Like $3,000 if I, yeah. If like I that, could okay. be at $3,000, I could quit right. waiting tables right. because I could live off of that for like a very long time at this point in life. And it was dwindling. You're okay. Like, I'm not getting I'm close. like, it's, it's, uh, it would get close and then it just yeah. wouldn't get close, right. you know? And so I'm like stressing about my bank account. And then one day I look, because I didn't really talk to Anne after that. I didn't follow the listing. Right. I didn't know, like, and Anne's not the type to call to be like, guess what? We got an offer. No, no. no, no she's, she's busy. Yeah, she's, she's just got like, other stuff to yeah, do. Whatever. So I never followed up with it. I just let it be. Yeah, right. And um, you were just trying to forget about it. Yeah. I'm like, well, that didn't work out. <laughs> so um, one day I checked my bank account and there's like $8,000 in there. You're like, this isn't And right. I was like, oh no, what happened? Like, what is this? And so I saw it said like, you know, our company name. And so I emailed our secretary. I was like, hey, y'all made a mistake. And she's like, oh, well, let me email accounting and see what this is. And so they had to email accounting and accounting said, no, that's your commission check. I said, I've never had a transaction before. I don't so even have a sale. I don't, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. And so they were like, well, let me check the address. And they said the address. And you were like. And I went, oh, oh my gosh. Yep. And it was all of it. She gave you the whole commission? All of it. She was like, I'm going to show that lady. I did the math and it was not a referral fee. What? It was 
I don't think I all caught of this on the, the last time you told this story. Yeah. And so all of it. So I'm emotional. Well, I'm just like. Fair. I can't. This I mean, is more money than I've ever had in my life. Right. It was a bit. It was a big, nice house, you know. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I, of course, try to, like, call her and be like, hey, Anne, like, are you sure? And she's just like. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, you deserve it. It was yours anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. Like, she, she's, she's like, just, I'm not talking about this. She's just like, no, no, no. But I couldn't even let it go. I just, you know, she was like very kind and was like, you know, you deserve it. It's it's yours. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just no need to say thanks. Just, just like $8,000. Stop crying. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I know. Just don't she's worry like, about it. She's like, you know, don't cry. Don't cry. It's like she picked up the check at lunch. Fine. Yes. It's fine. Yes. That's exactly how it was. So, I like even like a few weeks later, I couldn't get over it. And I wrote her a letter and I just like left it on her okay, desk good. and was like, I just need you to know right. how much it meant to me. Oh, man. And that's Story my. It gives me a little teary eye. I know. That's I so still nice. just like can't even believe that's it. That's also interesting that that was your very first m- money that you made in yeah. real estate. You actually didn't even do anything. Do the- <laughs> <laughs> no. It, only to say you never know what's going to happen. You in never real know. You never know. You never know. But anyway, anytime I think of my new days, that is the best. I think story. of it. I just always think of it. And and I always did Anne's open houses. Like I was that's who, whose houses I held open. Perfect. She she had held many open before that. Like you had done some for her mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see. Go to the veteran agent. Yeah. Do them the favors. Yeah. You, it might work out in the end. Right. <gasps> Love it. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Are, that's all you have? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite story. Okay. Are you ready for this toast? Yeah. I found out. This is from Tammy McKinney. Okay. She's in Duxbury, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Um, Tammy says, I was an appraiser, then a construction project manager before I finally became a realtor. Hmm. It took me a long time to commit to this career path because of the stigma that some real estate agents had created. Yep. I finally embraced it knowing that I would do it in a way that suited my values and surround myself with a community of people that share my beliefs and vision. (gasps) If you are ever in need of a toast, oh, please toast my broker and owner of Lair... Realty partner Stacy Alcorn. She is a beacon of light that has grown her business with wonderful values and is an inspiration to better myself and my business every day. Wow. That nice. That's so nice. So cheers to Stacy. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a good broker. Yeah. And thank you to Tammy. That was so lovely. glad that she made it past the stigma. Yeah. It's kind of a good one for a new agent episode. It is. Yeah. You, it you got to ta- get over those stigmas. You just got to prove yourself. Because look, people might say that you don't know what you're doing when you're a veteran because people have a stigma about agents. So it has nothing to do, like you can't take it personally. No. If you're just because you're new, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're new. Some Mm -hmm. people are going to be salty about real estate agents regardless. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. I love that. That's it. It's a good one. Goodbye. See you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye.